This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Now, Jay, I want to go jump into the Dream Hotel Group. I was looking at some of the materials online. It's beautiful. So, first of all, congratulations. I like want to stay. Much. I want to stay at one of your hotels. Let me just say that right now. <laughs> uh, fantastic work. How did you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there? So we uh, we've been around a long time, probably over 30 years. Uh, we went by a different name for most of that time: uh, Hampshire Hotels and Resorts, oh, okay. Hampshire Management Corporation. I've been with the group for over 25 years, so nice. you know we're, we're not new to the game here. Gotcha. Uh, but about five, six years ago, we really started looking at the opportunity of becoming more of a brand and management company, okay. as opposed to a, a hotel development company. Okay. In talk talk days, a little about what the difference is there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so in the old days, everything we owned, we managed. Everything we managed, we owned. Okay. And that took a long time. Hotels cost anywhere from 100 to $250 million a piece. Mm-hmm. They take anywhere from three to seven, eight years to get approved, permitted, oh, planned, and interesting. built. Okay. Um, and uh, so, you know, if we can get one done every three, four years, it was a pretty big success. Uh-huh. And um, but as time went on, and 20 years later, and we had seven or eight or nine hotels, <laughs> we kind of, myself and the chairman and the CFO, we looked at each other and said, you know, maybe there's another way uh, to kick this into high gear mm-hmm. as we were getting older. And uh, we said, you know, some of our product was, was really becoming a brand to itself. Okay. And we said, let's look at the model of becoming a brand and management company as opposed to a hotel development and management company. Interesting. So now we went out to other developers that were looking to develop hotels in their markets. Mm-hmm. And if one of our brands, we have four brands, uh, Chatwell, Dream, Time, and Unscripted. Mm-hmm. And if one of those four brands made sense for the market they were in and the type of building they were planning to build, um, and they liked us, uh, we cut a deal and we would get a management fee, we'd get a marketing fee. And uh, that fee would be significantly lower than the big big brands like Hilton and Hyatt and uh, Sheridan Marriott and all those big brands that you have out there. Uh-huh. So it was a great value you know, proposition for us to uh, be able to often run the hotel and get the results from the hotel as good as those big brands and many times better in, in the markets that we were going in uh, at a much lower cost to the, uh, to the owner to pay us to do it. So... Um, Makes perfect sense. Uh, so talk about that process, Jay, because it sounds like what you're doing here is developing these, these th- these are boutique brands, yes? Yeah, you know, now, the, and it's funny, the, the people use the word uh, boutique hotels, which uh-huh. was the original word back in the late 90s uh, uh, when Ian Schrager was doing, you know, amazing stuff. And, mm, um, right. Uh, and then, you know, kind of switched and people started calling them lifestyle hotels in the last <laughs> 10 years or so. Gotcha. And now people try and describe what's the difference between a boutique hotel and a lifestyle hotel. <laughs> but I'm from the world that there is no difference. They're all either boutique or lifestyle. Call them whatever you want. Uh-huh. They are highly stylized, hip, mm-hmm. cool places to stay, generally should have a good social vibe within the community that they're in. Gotcha. And that's whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. That's, what, that's what they are. And really, America's that's what hotels always were for many, many years. Mm. And our industry kind of got, I think, uh, off track in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay. We're really building these big box kind of pleasing hotels. Right. One size fits all. Here you go. Right. But they they were not really making anybody step back and go, wow, this was great. 
And uh, again, I give Ian a lot of credit, Ian Schrager, and I think he slapped a lot of people in the face. And uh, we were one of the early uh, converters and said, let's move into this lifestyle uh, hotel thing. Uh-huh. And um, we put our own little twist to it where we put a high emphasis on a great service, not folksy, but a sophisticated type of uh, hospitality service element. I mm. think a little different than Ian was doing back at that time. Okay. And um, that was really where we made our niche. And uh, we started the rooftop bar craze. Oh, really? Which, uh, yeah, we did. Uh, I will say it proudly. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, there were other rooftop bars, but none that had the velvet rope that you had to get through to get up there and the real hipster scene and um, yeah. uh, the dream uh, midtown. In 2003, we actually opened uh, the Ava Lounge, which was our first rooftop bar. Wow. Uh, and as you probably know, now it's just a prerequisite. If you build a hotel, you put a rooftop bar on it <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> That's and right. Someone, someone will write the book on it and we'll get our credit. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so as you're developing these brands, Jay, how do you, what's the process of like, I love your point that you just made about creating a, a fit between kind of what you're trying to do in, in the context of, of, the, of that particular hotel and the community. Like you wanted to That's fit it. in. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, elaborate on that point. Yeah, man, it's not fit in. It's, it's more in, uh, have a place for them to, to feel like this is for them. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, you know, I often am quoted by saying when we decide our food and beverage and our, you know, our bars and our nightclubs and restaurants and even health and wellness, that the last person I care about, if they're going to like it or not, is the guest staying up in the rooms upstairs. <laughs> and most big brands would say, you know, all of our restaurants have to be appropriate for the people spending $300 upstairs. Uh-huh. And, of course, we want the the community to enjoy it as well. Uh-huh. And I take it from the complete other direction that we only care if the community want, can and will enjoy it. And then mm. I've never seen a hotel guest come downstairs, see all these really good-looking local people having a great time, uh-huh. and then complain, I don't like this Mexican fusion restaurant <laughs> in the hotel. Um, Interesting. First of all, most people are not looking to have lunch or dinner in the hotel anyway right. until they come down and see all these great local good-looking people, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to just stay here. Right. Um, so, yeah, that that's the philosophy we've taken. And, and we want to create a, a, a social hive for, for people oh. to meet and to drink and to party and to meet each other. Um, and again, then for hotel guests to mingle within that. And I think that's when you get the essence. And that's what hotels were in the 30s and 40s right. in great cities. Right. Um, so there's nothing new here. It's just going back to what we never should have gotten away from. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so what, comment a little bit, Jay, on the idea of, you know, creating these experiences there, there, and sort of how your world has been affected by things like Airbnb and, you know, this, I guess some people throw out this idea that, you know, uh, younger quote millennials they 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 don't want to be you know they they don't want to have material things they want more experiences what how is how has some of these nuances affected your world and i think that's that's so true but ho- hotels are experiences yeah. because people don't stay in hotels where they live right so they're going somewhere right and hopefully uh where they're going to have great experiences or or meet friends that live somewhere else or go with a friend or 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 just go by themselves because they want to be a traveler and experience things so yeah then they need a place to stay so they may 
camp out, which I did when I was <laughs> traveling through Europe as a 20-year-old. Uh-huh. You know, I stayed in a campsite outside of Paris, and uh, and then we go into the city every day. Or, you know, you may choose an Airbnb, or you may choose a great lifestyle hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all different, you know, products, and uh, I think Airbnb has a, has a great place. And uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's what they want uh, for a certain situation. But it you know, is not change. They're not hotels and mm. people, a lot of people love hotels for what they are and, you know, super clean sheets. Well, hopefully and uh, the way we do them and, um, <laughs> you know, very safe place and, uh, train people and, um, you know, you're not just going into somebody's home and, 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 and wondering what, what it may be like. Um, and you know, we don't see too many uh, corporate travelers, which is a big part of our business okay. still, okay. Uh, looking to go to Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, a lot of you, as you mentioned, millennials are looking for experiences. Our hotels have that. You know, when you go and you, you see our rooftop bars and you see our restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, there is a whole experience within our hotel itself, besides the neighborhoods that we try to be in and make sure that we're selecting the, that are fun places to be. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. The experiences are important. And we're not trying to compete with Airbnb. Of course, I don't want to lose market share to them. Right? Uh, have I lost any? I, I have. Um, and any small amount, one, two, three percent, is a big deal. I, you know, I don't want to lose one or two percent of market share. Um, so I need to uh, do what I can to, to minimize that. Um, and, and keep, we and do keep that by and doing, doing you know, what you do and keep hotels. Yeah. And people, when they when they say I want to stay at a hotel in New York, hopefully it gets down to a small list of which ones they think are the good ones to stay at, and that keeps me getting my my fair share. I love what you do, Jay Stein. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. America's, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Listeners, you can find Jay online at dreamhotelgroup, one word.com. That's dreamhotelgroup.com. Check them out or follow them on Twitter at dreamhotelgroup, one word, at dreamhotelgroup on Twitter. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 